Welcome to the Brothers in Faith podcast on St. Joseph Radio. Join Father Vincent Churichella and Deacon Michael Churichella as they talk about faith, family, and sometimes food. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Brothers in Faith podcast. I am Father Vincent Churichella, and this is my brother... Deacon Michael Chiricella. And we are the Brothers in Faith. Well, it's been a while since we've uh, been um, recording our podcast because of the summer break. Uh, the last podcast was in July. And so we're back and we're here at uh, St. Joseph's Church. This is a, it's a, We're in the middle of September. We just celebrated uh, the Feast of uh, Our Lady of Sorrows on the 15th, and uh, we're getting ready for our, our new school year and our new academic year with all our children that are back in school, and so it's a great spirit here at St. Joseph's. Today, we want to talk um, about the uh, sanctity of marriage, about the sanctity of marriage. That's going to be the topic for our discussion you might say, well, what does a priest know about the sanctity of marriage? Well, priests, we know we are trained in theology and psychology, and we also uh, counsel many, many couples, and we prepare many couples for marriage. And so today, we want to talk about the sanctity of marriage and what marriage is. And also, uh, Deacon Michael can offer some insights because you are married how many years now? Married uh, 34 years now. So, yeah, we definitely could uh, give you some insight into marriage and relationships. And and uh, I'm with my wife, Judy, for 34 years. And yesterday we celebrated on the 16th our anniversary of when we first met, 41 years so it was a it was a memorable day yesterday for us. And so for us uh, Catholics, for us Christians, uh, marriage is a sacrament, a sacrament. It's one of the seven sacraments that Jesus um, instituted for the Holy Roman Catholic Church. And marriage uh, for us Catholics is defined as a loving union between male and female, between one male and one female for the good of society and also for the procreation of children, for the continuation of humanity, right? Because out of marriage, we pray, comes life. And we Catholics are open to the gift of life. And so for us, that's the definition of marriage, a loving union between male, one male and one female. Now, in our society today, there, and especially in the American culture, not in every culture, but in the American culture, there's been a redefinition of marriage where um, some are saying, and even the courts rule, that uh, those that are, are of the same sex can marry. But for us Catholics, even though we love our brothers and sisters that um, have same-sex attraction, for us that are Catholic, 
We believe that marriage is between male and female, a loving union between male and female. So let's start off with that truth, right? And so as a Catholic priest, I have the opportunity to uh, work with couples and to prepare couples for marriage. Can you remember, uh, Deacon Michael, when you were being prepared for your marriage? Who was uh, the priest or the person that prepared you? Do you remember? Yes, when uh, my wife Judy and I were preparing for marriage, uh, Monsignor David Casada, at that time Father David Casada, was the pastor of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church in Williamsburg, and he prepared us for marriage. So we met with him um, quite a few times, and then we also went to uh, pre-Cana also. And um, he really was insightful and uh he, because we knew him and we had a relationship with Father Dave, and uh, we knew him for many years, we were very comfortable with him, sitting with him, and discussing really uh, the the ins and outs of marriage and the dynamic of my wife, uh, my fiance at the time, Judy and I's relationship. And he really knew our dynamic. He knew about us uh, because he knew us for so many years. And that made it so much easier, so much easier uh, to to sit and really be truthful with him about our relationship and, um, you know, our strong points and, and points that we have to work on as a couple. And uh, that's very, very important. Uh, when you have a, a couple that's insightful and they're being honest with the, that priest or deacon that's uh, doing the intake or, or meeting with them and, and eventually will marry them. So. Uh, I find today, I met with a couple today that uh, that I'm doing an intake with. I'm marrying them next month. And I asked them, because I don't know them that well, I asked them, what is the dynamic of your relationship? I really don't know you any well. And I asked them to tell me your story. Tell me how you guys met. Tell me how you guys get along. How do you communicate? And um, they were very, very honest and very truthful about their relationship, which I found quite refreshing, uh, quite refreshing. And they communicated with each other, and they've just gone through some traumas in their relationship, and they were talking about it and how helpful it was for them to really have this relationship where they could communicate with each other. And they were prepared. They've been prepared for this, and uh, they're really in a good space. So that's very important. A lot of couples today, my brother, uh, they're not prepared for what marriage is and uh, the dynamic of a relationship. And when they struggle, they have a hard time. Yeah, so one of the things we try to do is we try to prepare them. As the deacon was saying, he's sitting with a couple today. And so preparing them for marriage, um, for a Catholic marriage, is a very different than, let's say, a couple that is preparing for a secular marriage that they're going to get married on the beach, and that including the church, they don't want to. They don't want a priest there. So, uh, in preparation for a Catholic marriage, we have to talk about first of all sacrifice, right? You know, you've been married so many years, over thirty years. That sacrifice is a real part of marriage, and who is our model for that sacrificial love? Our model for sacrificial love is Jesus Christ. 
And so when I work with couples, I always talk about the gift of sacrificial love. Of It's the giving of oneself for the other in love. The other thing I impress upon them is that this is really for better or for worse in sickness and in health until death do you part, right? So it's a serious commitment. It's a very serious commitment that they're taking. And I want to um I want them to be aware of how serious it is. I don't want to frighten them and have them, you know, not get married, but they have to be aware that what you're doing, what you're promising to each other is very, very serious and very sacred. And then uh, the other thing, as you said, um, when you're preparing them, is to get to know their story, right? How they met, um, why do they love each other, what do they like about each other, what do they struggle with in each other's relationship. Because as you know, marriage is not uh, all, um, you know, wine and roses, right? I mean, marriage is um, a real sacrifice and something that takes people working at it. And so you want to talk about that because you've been married so many years. Talk about what that means like for over 30 years and you said you're with your wife 41 years. Um, Talk about what that means to really work at it each day. Well, you know, when you first get married, uh, it's just you you two and there's no children involved. And if God blesses you with children, you know, you, you have to first work to each other and communicate with each other and be able to really give of yourself to that other person. And that starts with, like Father Vincent talked about, sacrifice. And, uh, you know, when I first got married uh, 34 years ago, it wasn't easy. My wife and I were were a young couple. You know, it was the first time we lived on our own. Uh, we were very uh, old-fashioned that way. She lived with her mom and dad. I lived with my mom and dad. And we moved in together after we got married. And that was a big deal. We had to get used to, you know, paying these bills and living in this apartment and her going to work and me going to work. And then, you know, right away, things start cropping up, uh, especially with holidays like where we're going to eat for Thanksgiving, whose family we're going to go over. So those little things that you guys don't really think about, that we don't think about when we're dating, come up. And then really, marriage, if I have to define it, uh, when you first get married and throughout your marriage, is a constant compromise. If you're not willing to compromise uh, on all levels, the marriage will fail. And there's always one person in the marriage, whether it's the husband or wife, will be... uh, able to do that more than the other and the other one you got to kind of bring along to get there so when when we started to have children we had to make sacrifices that way now i was no longer a husband i was now a husband and a father so i had to take the back seat to being the father and the husband and my daughter had to be you know the first person that my wife really really uh was taking care of especially when she was a baby that was another adjustment so all through this time, it's a journey. And marriage, to me, if I had to def- define it again, is like a roller coaster. There's ups and there's downs and there's peaks and valleys. 
And if you don't learn how to get through the peaks and the valleys and the ups and downs, once you get something major happens in your relationship, whether some of you struggling with a death or a sickness and you guys are not on the same page, the marriage will start to suffer. And it's a constant, constant readjustment. You have to constantly readjust and recalibrate your relationship as this journey of marriage goes on. Um, and that's very important. Now we're in the next phase now. My children are both adults. My wife and I are grandparents. And we had to recalibrate our relationship again. Because now it's just my wife and I. And our adult children don't live with us. And we're on our own. So again, we had to revisit our relationship. And put into put work into going out on date night. And spending time with each other. And, and, you know, walking with each other, going out for dinner, and not having our children be our focus. And you have to constantly recalibrate. So the dynamic is fluid. And when you talk to young couples, uh, Father, and you do, you meet with them, you have to really, we have to really explain to them that a relationship is fluid. And it's not going to be the same as when you first were dating and, and you know, it was over the moon. And if you're not able to constantly adjust and recalibrate and and uh, and accept the fluidity of your relationship, then you're going to have serious problems. Uh, and that's what really uh, what the stages are for me in marriage. If I had to give advice to what a young couple and what couples should really do today to have a chance, you see, so many of these couples now, uh, Father, they're married a few months. Something major happens. And it's over. They're not talking to each other. And I'm not, I don't want to talk to this one. We can't get through this one. So it's really of giving of oneself. And like Father Vincent spoke about, who gave everything? Jesus. And that's what the sacrament of marriage is. And that's what the Catholic Church teaches. And so sacrifice, uh, compromise, recalibration. And today's gospel, this 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time, we spoke about forgiveness. Uh, at least I preached about it today on uh, being patient with each other um, and forgiving one another. And I'm sure that throughout your over 30 years of marriage that there was a lot of forgiveness that took place. And uh, as you said, a lot of the young couples now today, they don't really... Um, see the gift of forgiveness. And uh, every day is an opportunity for a couple to forgive each other because the other partner has so many needs. And sometimes the, um, the husband or the wife fails in the ability to meet the needs of the other person. I want to switch gears a little bit. Uh, we talked about those things, compromise, recalibration, uh, forgiveness, sacrifice. I want to switch gears a little bit now um, and talk a little bit about what it means in a marriage when we feel that that person has to be our soulmate. Is there such a thing as a soulmate? And uh, we always hear it, you know, she's my soulmate, he's my soulmate. And 
Um, you know, I am a little uncomfortable with that uh, terminology, soulmate, because ultimately, I believe God is our soulmate. And to have the other person uh, become another God to us, to another, to their spouse, I think is unfair to the husband or wife that uh, has that burden put on them. So now I have to fulfill every need that my spouse has. I have to be their soulmate. And um, for us Catholics, we believe that only God can really fulfill all of our needs. Our, our spouse um, fails so many times in doing that. And uh, you want to talk a little bit about that, what the place of God is in your marriage and how that's evolved over the years and this whole idea of soulmate? Yeah, sure. Uh, when I first met my wife, she was uh, 15 years old and I was uh, 16 years old and I was slain immediately because she was this beautiful young lady. And uh, like you talked about, soulmate is something that really, um, that, we, you know, it's difficult and something you have to grow into in a marriage. Uh, for instance, uh, yesterday I had a group of men over my house that I worked with for so many years. My yard was packed with people. And my wife uh, came down and she she barbecued and she set up food and did all I didn't ask her to do any of that stuff. She could have went out for the day and she could have did what she wanted to do, go shopping. But she knew that I'm limited when it comes to barbecue. It's not one of my best suits. And I'm limited when it comes to stuff like that, of taking care of and, and food and all the rest of that stuff. So she recognizes my weaknesses. And I like to touch upon how she recognized that without saying a word, and I wasn't expecting her to do it. She just did it on her own. You see, that's the beauty of relationships. Your spouse will always surprise you sometimes. They say familiarity breeds contempt. But I have to disagree because you're constantly, constantly uh, reinventing your relationship, like I spoke about earlier, but you're finding new things about each other. And I thought that was so beautiful yesterday. We didn't have to communicate. We didn't have to say anything about it. We just worked together as a couple because she saw a need. And maybe that's what people define as a soulmate. Somebody that, I, that that sees a need in me and recognizes that and helps me with and, and, and sees what I need. And, you know, God is the ultimate soulmate like you spoke about. But again, the secret to marriage and the reason why God has to be the center of your marriage is because without God in your marriage, it's going to fail eventually. There's no foundation. So the secular world teaches us all these other things that we need, but God in my marriage started getting stronger and stronger and stronger faith-wise. And my journey as a deacon, when I got called to the diaconate and I was studying was something that my wife had to come along with. She had to agree with it. And she was there for me to help me out along that way. If she didn't agree with that, I couldn't do that. So to, again, 
she had to make a sacrifice for something that I was telling her that I was called to do. That's a tremendous, tremendous sacrifice for her. And only to God's graces would somebody be able to sacrifice for each other. So that's how God played a role in our marriage. That was a big thing for us because I told her I wanted to be a deacon. She has to agree to it. And the first person they talk to is the wife. They interview her for about a half hour, 45 minutes. And she has to be truthful and honest. And she has to give her permission. So that is a part of what how God has come into our marriage even stronger now. And uh, it's really a blessing. It's really a blessing. And so, yeah, so the absence of uh, God in a marriage can be um, can be catastrophic. And uh, I'm happy to hear that uh, God is a part of your relationship and that it's God first, right? And then each other. And so God always has to come first. And I, I that's the point I was trying to make about the term soulmate is that it produces this absence of God in the in the in these relationships, and the absence of God um, really leads to uh, the destruction of the marriage. It's when the either spouse, either the husband or the wife, seeks to make the other person like a god, like an idolatry almost so that they're looking to the other person for all their needs, all their affections, all their emotions, all their forgiveness, everything that they need, and they put this unnecessary burden on their spouse. And I see it, I've seen it many times in many young couples, and I really just want to warn our listeners that are out there that it has to be God first, then our husband or wife, right? So God has to be the primary relationship in our lives. And that's not to say that you guys aren't soulmates. Maybe, you know, you will be soulmates, right? But the term soulmate um, to me is problematic. But I don't want to stay stuck there on that. But my point is God first. And so is God a part of the marriage? Are you guys going to mass together? So right now you might be dating. Are you guys going to mass together? Are you guys going to confession on a regular basis? Are you guys talking about God? Do you guys pray the rosary? Do you guys pray before meals? Um, You know, is God a part of your life? And, you know, when you invite God into the marriage, into the sacrament, right? As I said, marriage was instituted by Christ when he went to the wedding feast at Cana. He instituted this this sacrament for us. Um, Is God a part of your life? Remember Father Patrick Payton, the family that prays together stays together. And we have to remember that the family that prays together stays together. And so let's recap now this podcast. We began by defining marriage. Marriage 
is a loving union between one male and one female marriage, the definition of marriage, a loving union between male and female. It's risen to the state of sacrament when the couple gets married before God and before a priest or deacon in the church. During that, a holy bond takes place, a sacramental bond that cannot be broken. And then we spoke about some of the great things that make a marriage work. Compromise, right? Recalibrating your marriage. Sacrifice. Forgiveness. Deacon Michael spoke about uh, his own marriage and the way he's lived out this great sacrament. Now he's a grandfather. He's a father to two adult children. And um, how he's constantly redefining and recalibrating and refiguring out his marriage. And so marriage is a great journey. And we, we want to invite couples to take the journey, right? We want to invite more couples to come to church and to be part of their parishes and to to um, come talk to their priest and get involved in the life of the parish. Um so that's one of the things that I regret. When I was in my 20s, I kind of strayed away from the church in my early 20s. And I really wish I would have stood closer to Christ and to God and not make somebody a God who's not supposed to be God. And so we have to look at um, our, our unions, our friendships, our, our marriages in that way. God first. God always first, God at the center. You want to add to that, Deacon? Yeah, I just want to add that if you don't have a loving relationship with God and you have no relationship with God, how are you going to be able to love someone else if you can't love God who loves you more than anything? And one of the issues today in the secular world is we're in a we're in a this culture of you know uh, uh, me first, and uh, marriage is not about me first. Marriage is about he or she first, then me. And the same thing with our relationship with God. God is first, then me, then my wife, then my children. Uh, so that's what I really want to stress on is that really if you're not if you don't have a relationship with God and Jesus Christ, and I invite you, like my brother Father Vincent has, start that relationship, rekindle that relationship. Because just like your marriage or the relationship you you might be in now with somebody is constantly being recalibrated and fluid, your relationship with God is the same way. It's a journey. So if you look at it the same way. Your marriage is a journey. The relationships that you are, different relationships, uh, is a, journey, a journey. And so is your relationship with the church and your faith and with our Savior, Jesus Christ. So uh, that's what I'd like to leave with today on my point, to love God first, and then you can love anybody afterwards. So yeah, we look forward to um, being with you next time for our next podcast. I thought this was a refreshing podcast as we spoke about the beautiful dignity and sacramental gift given to us in matrimony. 
Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can invite your friends to follow us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on St. Joseph's Radio. We are the Brothers in Faith. And let's end with a closing prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for the gift of matrimony, for the gift of male and female, how you created us in your image and likeness. Lord, we ask you to bless all couples throughout the world, all couples seeking to seek out holiness through this wonderful sacrament. May they become holy. May they edify us and bless us with their love as we ask this all through Christ our Lord. Well, it was wonderful to be with you. We'll see you next time. God bless you. 